it really that important to eat organic? What is conscious parenting? Does homeopathy actually work? Oh God, the flu. How do I beat it naturally? How do I prepare for birth? What are the benefits of meditation? This is Healthy Happy Home, the podcast community that offers discussions and solutions for a fully conscious and integrative approach to living and parenting. We will explore and open up the topics of natural health and well-being, holistic parenting, consciousness and work-life balance to empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. We're so grateful that you're joining us on this journey. We'd love it if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe. It will help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. This season of Healthy Happy Home is sponsored by Mega Home Water Distillers, the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller. Mega Home are kindly offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just use the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home. We're super excited about today's episode because we have with us Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer. Shani and Alexandra are the co-founders of Red School and co-authors of the iconic and hugely celebrated book from Hay House, Wild Power, Discover the Magic of Your Menstrual Cycle and Awaken the Feminine Path to Power. They are pioneering the new emerging field of menstruality, creating a new lexicon and approach to women's health and well-being, creativity and leadership, and spiritual life based on the power of our menstruality consciousness. Between them, they bring over 45 years of experience, and today they teach worldwide on the psycho-spiritual process of maturation that unfolds from menage to menopause and beyond. They're committed to training the menstruality leaders of the future. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank, thank you. you very much. It's lovely to be having you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. We, we just have to um, put it out there. This is the first time we've done an episode over Zoom, not in person. So we hope it sounds just as good to everyone listening, um, but we're sure it will because of the amazing content that we have to cover. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll start by just asking you to tell us where this amazing journey began. Well, um, it began with me over 35, 36 years ago. I've lost, I'm losing count now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, it maybe began way back at my very first bleed, actually, because I had a very lovely experience. I felt uh, a huge dignity and excitement when I saw my first blood at Menarche. It was very beautiful. Oh. Yeah, and no one gave me any messages about it as oh. positive. But, um, of course, I was sort of unconscious of, you know, I was just a little 13-year-old. Um, but, and in my 20s, I was very much into cycle awareness for contraception. I was fierce about it, actually. I thought all women, I was a militant about it, in fact, <laughs> that all women should know about how their bodies work. But it wasn't until I got the most outrageous menstrual pain. I hadn't had it before. Um, I was just before my 31st birthday, and this pain was absolutely shattering. And it came back every month after that. And of course, I wasn't going to take drugs or have surgery. I was already into natural therapies. And I just made this radical decision to believe in my body, that it was communicating something significant to me, and I was going to follow my body. Now, I I just to this day don't know where that came from. Of course, I went to naturopaths and so on and 
you know, various things, but it was actually my own profound self-care that was the key to things. And above all, cycle awareness. I began to give space to menstruation so that because I wanted to minimize drugs at all costs, occasionally I had to take painkillers once in a blue moon, but I hated doing it. I wanted the space just to be with the pain and travel through it. And it was as though the veils fell from my eyes. Now, it didn't happen overnight. Um, It was an unfolding process, and the healing took place over a number of years. It did not happen overnight. And I got very well worked by my cycle and by menstruation because the pain was excoriating. But it truly was like having the veils parted, you know, if I was to sum it up now to you. And it was like a new story started to come through. And I began then teaching, um, actually just on menstrual health, because I thought those are the only women who are going to come to a workshop on menstruation. Um, You know, it was the dark ages back then. What year was this? (laughs) Well, it was in the um, 80s, and I began teaching in the early 90s. And it was the dark ages. You, Mm. You just couldn't talk about menstruation. I mean, it's the last five years, things have radically changed. But up until then, honestly, it was bleak. And people just dismissed you. They didn't take you seriously. But I knew that women who were suffering <laughs> would take things seriously. And I, and I had allies, extraordinary allies. And it was at Sydney's, Royal, I was in Australia, and it was Sydney's Royal Hospital Women. They had a health education department. And I began running the work, these workshops there. And, you know, just one thing leads to, to another. And it was individual women's stories that switched the light bulb on for me. My own story first and then subsequent women. And this has always been true for our work, hasn't it, Shani? It's individual women. It's our own particular lived experience and listening to woman after woman after woman. Some This whole story has unfolded over these 35 years. And then I connected with Shani about sort of 13 or 14 years ago when you came to my first workshop in London, mm-hmm. Shani. But then it was 10 years ago that I'll let you pick up the story from there, Shani. Yeah, t- 10 years ago that we sort of began uh, working together. But it's so, you know, whenever I hear your story, story Alexandra, I just, um, it just gives me so much hope because, uh, you know, and I know lots of people in your audience su- probably suffer from health things or really kind of conscious of health. And when you suffer like you did, Alexandra, and there's no one out there sort of offering, a, a, um, offering a, an alternative or a positive story around what your experience is, it could be so dark. So I'm so grateful to you for trusting your body and listening to that and for everything that's unfolded because of that. Because um, what we now you know, know and understand about the cycle is so rich and multi-layered and uh, and really, um, we, we've we've together in our work, you know, through my own experience with my cycle and through all the workshops and the conversations we've had with women, we've been able to name and articulate this um, this experience that women go through. What we now call the inner architecture of women, this sort of psychological and spiritual architecture of our um, cyclical nature, <clears throat> and. Um, and when you know this and when you sort of start to practice cycle awareness, it's just you will discover, you know, your own pieces of the story. And that's what's so interesting. It just keeps growing, doesn't it, Alexandra, what we know about the cycle. Is mm. very it, it is absolutely profound. And I, of course, am post-menopause now. Mm. And um, 
that the, the material has never been more significant or more powerful for me understanding this and uh, and its impact for me in my postmenopause life you know what it means going through menopause so it's this whole journey from menarche to menopause yeah. and beyond that we're able to articulate now for women and just give women a wholly new uh, experience of themselves it's like an inner coherence that can happen when you start to um step onto this path of cycle awareness i mean i know that that's what i read your book uh, wild power about um two and a half years ago um two years ago something like that and um it changed everything for me because i didn't understand beforehand how charting my cycle could change my life generally mm-hmm. but it really really did and so I'd like to I'd like you to kind of take us back um to understand to help people understand you know what is let's break it down what is conscious menstruality and what is wild power mm-hmm. yeah I think maybe the thing to um to start with is um this phrase that we coined, which is menstrual cycle awareness, which is the name we've given to this practice of being conscious of your cycle Mm. process. Um, So I feel like that's probably a really uh, good place to start. Um, Because, you know, Lauren, you're saying you sort of didn't realize what an impact it would have on your life to be practicing cycle awareness and then you sort of I mean I'm I'm curious to know what you have noticed could could I distract us momentarily I'd just like to hear what you've noticed and then I'll sort of go on to say more about cycle awareness the first thing it did for me if I'll get onto what it did for me personally and my body and my mind but what made me very excited by it was so I read your book before I was pregnant with my daughter and we were just doing about to embark on IVF, which um, obviously is very difficult when you are someone who comes from a place of body awareness to have to go through something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't have a choice. And I know, I know um, one of you's worked with Zeta West. Mm. Yes, that's me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I worked really closely with Zita. She's wonderful. And um, she's brilliant because she kind of comes from this angle of, okay, if you do have to interrupt your, you know, natural physiological processes, let's try and do it in the most holistic way possible. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so I was having to to do that. And I read your book just as I was about to start IVF again. Um, But then I got pregnant and I got pregnant with a daughter and I became so excited for her mm-hmm. that I could give this to her mm-hmm. um and I said that to you Tilly didn't yeah. I I said it to Tilly when we were talking about having guests on and um when we went through a list when we started this podcast of who would be our dream guests on the show and you guys were on that list for us because I think it's so powerful to be able to give this to women so for me the thought of being able to give to my daughter the power to understand her body and to hold it sacred and to just the understanding the to not have this kind of fear and loathing surrounding her mm-hmm. periods mm-hmm. um to be able to work with her on it you know and i just feel like that comes with a whole set of amazing benefits um that was the first thing for me that mm-hmm. i got very excited about also just the general kind of understanding you know parts of different times of the month i would feel more moody or 
Uh, more so I was saying to you today yeah. I, I was saying to Lauren today because um because I just finished the book this week and I realized because you talk about the different stages of the the month the, the, the cycle and like I was saying to Lauren because sometimes I think that I'm like very on it and I'm super together and I do the laundry and I pick up everybody's stuff like you were saying um in your book and then then sometimes I'm like you know what I just throw it all away and I kind of don't give a shit and I'm kind of like this, this organized crazy person and I'm like stroppy and but moody so and like, like that to extremes now I know what it is it's like I'm gonna use that um, uh, yeah yeah it's like that's you know I'm ovulating or I'm menstruating and it's the okay first, the first thing I said to Lauren today after having read your book I was like which bit, of the, which bit of the cycle are you on? Because I see, God, I really hope we're in the same bit because that's going to be great. <laughs> we are in the same like, yeah, we're very ovulating bit where we feel fabulous and everything. So it's so interesting reading your, you know, what the book tells you about those different emotions and, and like how it goes through every month. So it's like this, mm-hmm. like your own inner therapist that can just yeah. help you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's your inner therapist, your inner coach, your inner guide, your inner explainer of everything. Yeah. But isn't it really so simple? And it comes back to the whole, we talk about this a lot, bringing it back to basics when it comes to natural living, mm-hmm. any sort of kind of holistic living. Mm-hmm. We're just bringing it back to the basics I guess our ancestors would have lived by understanding cycles understanding Mm -hmm. the body watching the body observing the body Mm -hmm. I think we've become so disconnected from our bodies that Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to we're so disconnected and we're so fast and we're so concentrating on the external all the time that Mm -hmm. even if we're suffering with hugely distressing PMT or you know, menstrual pains, we're not even observing that and thinking, okay, why? This it this shouldn't be normal, you know? And I reckon our ancestors probably didn't have that because they were so much more adept at observing their own bodies. So I mm-hmm. guess just the simple act of knowing, bringing it back to within and observing my body, and that, that's really what it's done for me. Yeah, so if, you have, if you're having a heavy period then and pains, then in, in the book you're explaining that really in a way that's your body it's trying to give you a me- sending you a message, right? To mm. and maybe you can just expand mm. on this all a bit more for us. Yeah, well, I'm just loving what you're both saying, mm. and um, you know, Lauren, how you're saying how sort of inspired you were to be able to pass this on to your daughter, and you know, that's the vision we're really holding is that you know the next generation are going to grow up in a you know a, a, a menstrual affirming world that you know um, young girls will yeah. grow up in in a world where learning menstrual cycle awareness is just part of their normal education because it's so central to being a woman um so that's really beautiful and then Tilly you were talking about how you know just reading the book and understanding these different aspects of your nature has suddenly made sense of your experience and this is the thing and you're right Lauren it is just coming back to basics something so very simple about just noticing just knowing what day of your cycle you're on so this is menstrual cycle awareness this is the practice like what day am I on so bleeding the first day of bleeding is day one and you count from there um so what day am I on and then the next question is you know what is my what is my mood energy and natural tendency today what what um in a season am I occupying and it's so distinct you get to know it so well and you start to see that pattern as you go through the month after after paying attention over and over and then the piece where where all the tension falls away and suddenly you're living in a different way is when you really start to trust that like 
trust your your ebb and flow, really trust your cyclicity, trust your changing nature and be like, actually, it's perfectly cool for me to totally not give a shit about the laundry and the whatever, because that's just not the place I'm in right now. You know, I'll come back to that. <laughs> but right now, my energy is geared towards different things. I'm much more connected, for example, to my intuition and to my own, um, my own kind of dreaming. And I'm much more connected to, um, the depths of my life. And I'm so bored by all the day-to-day -day <laughs> domestic <laughs> mundane stuff, yeah. you know, it's good to know that's, you know, that's exactly how it ought to be. Yeah. And it's so exactly then you can use that part of your cycle. So when you are bleeding and you want to withdraw and you want time to yourself to actually kind of figure some stuff out, Exactly. So that's what you're explaining in a book, you know, take that time to ask questions and get in, get, you know, get inspiration and then go back into the, the beginning of the cycle. Well, after the menstruation into the ovulation where you start to feel really like great and you can do anything. And then, so you kind of use it for your own. Exactly. Exactly. Less stress. Someone like me, I suffer from overwhelm if I've got a lot of stuff going on uh, Tilly's rubbing me <laughs> I know I'm giving you a little cuddle um because Tilly's able to just kind of like she's very relaxed and chilled and we all wish we could be Tilly but we're not <laughs> but we need, but we, we, need, need we need Lauren um so I suffer from overwhelm and there's too much to do but I think this has given me kind of a we were just saying even simple things like sometimes we look at our Instagram and we're like, oh, for, oh I just don't, I just don't, I'm not in the mood to just, you know, make content today. I'm not in the mood to go on Instagram and yeah, up a it post. Now, and it? You know, um, listening to you, one of the real gifts of the cycle is that it teaches about boundaries. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and boundaries are crucial for yes. us to survive, you know. And and if you're especially a highly sensitive person as you are, Lauren, mm. then um, uh, and I can relate to that. Um, it really uh, helps you to to manage life, knowing your boundaries. Yes. So your cycle helps you to cycle awareness, um, in the way Shani was talking about. Helps you to get to know your own nature the places where you're happy being out in the world, the places where you feel much more sensitive and permeable and dreamy and need to be private and still more. And as you become aware of that, this, there's this interesting phenomena at work with the, with cycle awareness is that it builds inner kindness. Mm -hmm. We see it over and over again. Women naturally start to have stronger self-esteem and along with that, a capacity to say no mm. instead of yes all the time to everything, mm. but to say, no, I can't do that today. There's that boundary line. And, um, and that no is, of course, a yes to yourself. Um, you're taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're discovering the limits. It's, it's a way of learning about your nervous system, actually, mm -hmm. discovering the limits of what your nervous system can take and not mm -hmm. take. And this is just bottom line for self-care. It's Absolute bottom line. bottom line, yeah. pacing your nervous system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That word, 
pacing is um, really, you know, one of the gifts of the cycle is it teaches you how to pace your own capacity, to pace your own energy, to pace your own nervous system. And, you know, rather than, because what so many of us do is we expect ourselves to be something other than we are, you know, I mean, women, I mean, that's our default, isn't it? It's like, we should be this, we should be that, we should, we yeah. should, we should be yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. what the cycle really does is brings you back to the truth of how you are, and who you are. And here's the magic. This is the thing. The moment you start really respecting that and trusting your limitations as well as your capacities, you become much more potent, much more effective, uh, much more able to really um, bring what you're here to bring, you know, to serve life in the way that you've come to serve it. People have, you know, women who are practicing cycle awareness, in my opinion, are um, leaders. They are because they're marching to their own tune and they're really allowing their uniqueness um, to come through. And that's what we need. You know, we need, we need more women um, being themselves. And sort of appreciating the sort of the dark, the dark side of the soul. So when you're feeling mm. like upset or your you're sort of shadow cycle, we, me and Laura have talked about this quite a lot, you know, when you want to expand as a person, you always think, oh, you need to look at the positives and be happy and everything's good. And But actually taking a look at the stuff that's a bit gritty and mm. a bit like the not so nice side of your character or not, or just the dark side of stuff. Yeah. Or the, and also actually, appreciating that and having an appreciation for... That you need it. Yeah, that you whatever that your side. character is. And there, there's there's a fine line between you know, self-growth and improving ourselves, but also accepting who we are. And I suppose through doing, through charting your cycle and understanding who you are at different points of the month, it does give you, as opposed, instead of being annoyed, oh, okay, today I just can't be bothered to do this and I don't know why. So you're getting annoyed at it. You can go, oh, today is this part of my cycle. That's why I'm annoyed. So that's okay. I'm going to put that to the side and I'm going to come back to it. And in a few days, I won't be annoyed by it. It will just come easily. Yeah. So it just kind of gives it you makes so much sense. sense. It does make so much sense. It really does. And yeah. it's so simple, isn't it? So, it makes and so it's, much sense. And it's free. It's and, free. And it's yes. Free. Yes, Tilly, that's the point. This is free medicine. <laughs> No, yeah. Personal development. And um, I loved what you said there about the the light and the dark. Um, The cycle really awakens you to your brilliance, you know, what you really shine at, and it awakens you to your shadow side. And I have to say that if you can embrace the the grittier, less attractive sides of yourself, actually you'll have real power. And that's where energy really lies when you have mm-hmm. the uh, Schutzbart a front up to the less glamorous parts of yourself yeah. and integrate that into mm-hmm. your life, into who you are, yeah. understand that. It's, it's very liberating. So yes, it, it really, it grows you down into the fullness of who you are. You know, I always say it really grows you down into your humanness. Yes. And, and, you know, that's the thing I appreciate post-menopause because Jesus, does menopause really take the rug out from under you in a good way, in the sense that it really exposes your um, shadow side and vulnerabilities and you really have to face them. And it, it, actually, I found it incredibly liberating to discover um, to embrace that and go, oh, I'm human. 
Yeah. I'm human. Instead of trying to be this freaking superhuman someone, mm-hmm. I am human. And that is so soothing and it's releasing. True. And it helps me. I am so way less judgmental. <laughs> I'm so much more kind, kinder to people because we're all human. We're all mm-hmm. painfully human. And you're kinder to yourself because it makes you be kinder to yourself. And then you can. Precisely. Then- yeah, absolutely. Precisely. Oh, I love where this conversation is going. And I feel like we can't can't go another word further without naming the premenstruum, which is what yes. we we are likened to that we call the inner autumn of the cycle, yeah. um, because this is the place in the cycle where you really get this workout, this exact workout that we're talking about, where you discover your imperfections and um, you, you're confronted by them. And really, your your freedom lies in being able to kind of relax into that more and more, relax into your imperfections and your kind of vulnerabilities more and more. Um, the the inner autumn is really where that all plays out. And that's and when yeah. you recommend making changes, right? Say that again. That's the time where you recommend making changes and. Um, all the changes that need to be made on your I've done one of your courses and you always recommend making changes kind of pre-menstruum well what happens pre-menstrually is you're getting feedback you're getting feedback on your overall health and well-being but you're also getting feedback on whether you've been true to yourself or not you know and if you've been doing way too much for others and have gone way off piste with you know what you're really about believe you me your pre-menstrual self is will have words mm-hmm. will have have words and it'll be the inner critic that comes out and gives you a tough time for pissing around or wasting you know not getting on with your stuff you know or you'll just be exhausted you'll just feel this huge exhaustion you'll feel very reactive mm. or you'll feel this huge resentment to the people in your oh, life yes. because you haven't been holding the right boundaries with yeah. them and suddenly you know stuff you can ignore the whole cycle yeah. you'd be like it's fine it's a, everything's I could do fine. it all I could suddenly pre-mainstream you're like actually I'm not going to take it anymore like like that's enough. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've read, reached the stage yeah. with your children or whatever. You're yeah. just like, right. Each other, actually. No more. <laughs> enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. And and there's a sh- there's a there's a, a gritty energy that comes out here. There's a huge power. I loved the premenstrual phase. I yeah. found it actually fiercely productive as you're well. You're very connected to your own truth. Very yeah. aligned. If you're pacing yourself, if you're overtired, if you're not caring for your blood sugar levels, folks. Number one rule, care for your blood sugar levels through yeah. your premenstruum. Otherwise, it'll be impossible. And get some sleep. Those get are good, good Slow rest. down. Yeah. Slow down. Eat, days is the rest, p- and you will feel then this real sense of uh, focus and alignment and go, that's what I'm going to do. And you've got the energy to do it. It's right. amazing. Yeah, so you will. You can make changes. Yeah, and do, you think, do people have longer premenstrual periods, or do, with everybody, everybody's flow is an indi- I mean, cycle is individual, is it? Or because everybody's cycle is individual. But what's in what's interesting, and actually, really, where the the um, the medicine of cycle awareness lies, is you kind of discovering when you're in that phase. You know, really getting to know that place for yourself. So it will be slightly different different people but you know typically if you have a 28 day cycle you might enter the premenstruum the inner autumn around day 21 but here's the thing i think if you are over exerted or depleted or 
highly stressed, you can start to feel what we call, you know, typically PMS, those kinds of symptoms. You can start to feel them earlier and earlier, and it's a sign of overall fatigue in your system. Mm -hmm. And the more you learn to pace yourself and manage your nervous system, the less um, the, you know, it reduces a lot of that reactivity and irritability. So do we see a lot of, uh, do you see a lot of, um, PMS improving simply by charting the cycle and, and kind of understanding the cycle more? Absolutely. Because it brings Radically, us yes. back to yourself. So you start looking after yourself more yep. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is just the number one foundational medicine for PMS is to start charting your cycle and learning to value each phase of the cycle mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, and you're caring, you're pacing yourself better. You're, you're, you're kind of onto yourself more mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're more present actually when you turn up at the premenstrual phase at the autumn. Mm. So there's this cycle awareness brings this soothing into the system mm. and greater coherence into the system. So you'll feel more orderly, but you've also got this inner kindness growing. Mm. So you'll be caring for your boundaries better. And I hope also then doing other very important things like eating better, you know, mm-hmm. good diet and everything. That's radical for PMS. We're interrupting this episode really quickly to bring you a message from our wonderful season sponsors. Tilly, check this out. Oh, that's rank. What is it? Nasty, isn't it? I was shocked too, actually. I've started using a mega home water distiller to purify my water. That chemical gunge you can see and smell is what gets left behind. Oh, so normally you'd be drinking that. Yeah. A distiller is the only way to create absolutely pure drinking water. So what are the benefits of having a mega home distiller? Well, the Mega Home Distiller eliminates known nasty toxins like fluoride and chlorine, and it's one of the few distillers that actually removes oestrogen too. And so you reckon that Mega Home is the one to get? Definitely. The Mega Home is more compact, it doesn't get so hot, and they have a service centre here in the UK, so any problems you can phone them, talk to them and get it sorted. Well, what about the filters I can buy in the supermarket? Great question. I actually did a lot of research on this before going ahead with the Mega Home. So many of the store-bought filters and the more expensive home filtration systems we hear about don't actually get rid of the most harmful toxins, they just improve the taste. Oh, I bet it's super expensive though. Oh, contraire, my friend. It's actually super affordable. Just have a look on their website. Okay, so how much water does it distill per day? Well, there's five of us in our house and I do two distillations a day, which gives us more than enough. Oh, it sounds totally brilliant. I want one. Well, it's your lucky day, Tilly, because Mega Home are offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just go to megahome-distillers.co.uk and enter the code HHH5 at checkout. Can't wait. One of the things with cycle awareness is you're building a relationship with yourself and you're building a relationship to your changing nature and you're learning how to care for yourself in these different places of the cycle. So, so much of what happens premenstrually is because we are fighting against what our natural tendency is at that time, or just generally fighting against the cycle. So the moment you kind of become aware of where you are in the cycle, so for example, premenstrually, you approach it consciously, you're like, oh, this is the phase I'm entering, and you know what that means for you. So, for example, for me, it means uh, I really need to back off of um, sort of mundane stuff as much as possible because it 
irritates me so much to have to be doing that kind of minutiae little Mm. really annoys me. I want to do something soulful and meaningful and I want to be creative and get stuck into something juicy um, Mm. because that's how my brain is wired at that time. And I also know for me, I need um, more spaciousness from my children, for example, the noise they make. I mean, they're so noisy. (laughs) I just, I, 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 if I'm around that, it will, it will, you know, my nervous system will be shot and that's when I get snappy and irritable. And, um, so and you're able to then extract yourself a little bit during, well, I make totally different choices. I know I'm coming into my premenstruum. I do things differently. I, 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 I handle my day differently. My routines are slightly differently. I, I, I manage my children differently. You know, for example, one of the things this is just a small example but I know when I get that kind of sensitivity that one often feels premenstrually because you are, you're more sensitive. Yeah. You, it's like that uh, sort of buffering that you've had in the first half of your cycle falls away and things affect you more. You're more porous. Mm. So when I know I'm going into that kind of space, for example, my children, when they wake me up in the morning, I'll be like, okay, we're whispering today. <sighs> you know? And we'll do like a whole whispering morning. Like, we do this whole thing and you know it doesn't always work because how old are your kids yeah uh, my eldest is eight now and my youngest is six so there's there's cooperation going on it doesn't always work sometimes they have their own feelings and stuff and what have you which is the thing so you've got to create like you know spaciousness in your life around it but that's an example so I just go about things totally differently and I do less you know, I, I don't push myself as much with work and I go to bed earlier and all these kinds of things. So I have more, I can, I can be with myself more easily. And does that mean when you are actually going through the menstruation that you have an easier time with it? So if people have very heavy, cause you hear about people having really heavy, difficult periods, would you say that if they've eased their way through the pre-menstruum, they will then have an easier? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's when I'm talking to women who suffer from bad period pain, the first thing I say is you've actually got to deal with tension and stress coming in to the bleed. It's what's happening premenstrually. So if you're sort of skidding up at the door of menstruation at 90 miles an hour, you know, <laughs> full of, you know, <laughs> it has huge tension in your body mm. and that strongly contributes to the pain. Mm. So learning to um, sort of step yourself down almost, just, you know, the way Shani has been seeking, just really starting to give more spaciousness to yourself so that you don't turn up at the door of menstruation completely stressed. And then the other key thing here, and this is a challenge in our culture, is that actually the tendency at menstruation is to drop your bundle and walk away and completely let go. That's what our spirits our crave want it's the tendency because it's what we call the winter of the cycle where everything goes dormant and it's absolutely crucial to have these times where you literally um, drop your bundle and just check out from the world from everything for a while it's a psychological necessity it's well recognized now we cannot stay permanently switched on and go 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 so there's this profound need anyway for all human beings to have this but for women we have this monthly reminder uh, to just let go and drop now if you're suffering with period pain and you're able to ease into menstruation fairly gently and allow yourself to do nothing just be very still rest the pain will diminish 
some kinds of pain can actually clear up um, if it's what they call, I think, secondary dysmenorrhea. Um, I think if you've got endometriosis, um, which is what I had, um, there's a lot more complexity involved, like because it's inflammation in the body. Mm. But stress inflames you and rest is anti-inflammatory. Rest soothes. So it this cycle awareness, this is basically cycle awareness, honoring the imperative of the cycle. And the imperative at menstruation is to drop and do nothing. And I'm quite fierce with women now. I say, you have to find ways. And I challenge them <laughs> to find at least 5%. Yeah. Down. Yeah, it's so much, you know, as you're talking there, Alexandra, and saying how it's it's an imperative, you know, to drop your bundle. I was also just thinking of mothers in particular, because we hold so much responsibility. Yes. And the thing we really need, our, our psyches need it so much, is to abandon, even if you aren't actually abandoning your children, because you can't really, to have a sense of I'm not in charge. It's not my problem. Somebody else is taking care of them. Even if it's for a short while, there's something about that unburdening and letting go of your role, your duty, having to think about anyone else, you know, and just giving yourself really, honestly, it can be even as short as an hour, but it's making that choice to go, I am dropping out you know Alexandra often says World War Three can be breaking out and you're like not interested Stressed. don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's that it's that choice and just in giving yourself that time of absolutely unhooking your psyche from the online world from input from responsibility what it will do to you the dividends that it will pay the way it tanks you up refuels you and replenishes you for the month it's so worth it it is so worth it. It's your biggest bang for buck. If you're going to rest at any time, do it at menstruation because it's value for money. <laughs> really. And if you know that, that it's going to benefit you like that, and it's not just because you just feel grumpy and you just everyone's annoying you, but you actually know that if I take this time, I'm going to, when I come off the period, I'm going to be like feeling brilliant. Exactly. And actually, it makes sense. It's like exactly. your time. Yeah, exactly. It'll I, fuel the whole cycle and you'll yes. have such a good month. Yeah. I'm forward to my period now. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> yes. It's fabulous. That and isn't it? Kind of, I think as partners being aware of each other's cycles and also being on this awareness together, because I think if you, yeah, I'm not going to speak to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully all women can come to this kind of consciousness surrounding their menstruality but it, it would be difficult to be around someone who's not as conscious because they would think maybe you're being a bit high maintenance. Whereas if we can understand each other and I can be like, okay, yes, Tilly's, I want to know what the dark, what's the dark side saying to us. Yeah. What do we need to do? Yeah. So it's really good for kind of understanding each other as well. But I'm very interested in the way that you call it, the you know, the inner season. So we've touched on autumn now as the pre-menstruum. Mm. And, and the yes, winter, we talked about menstruation as the winter. And the pre-ovulatory phase coming out of menstruation, we call the inner spring. And um, the ovulatory phase of the cycle, we, we call the summer of the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. They're very... why, why is that? Why is each one, um, why is, is that one the spring and that one the summer? What are you getting from each one? Well, 
Um, it it matches the um, seasons. Yes, the seasons of the year. It's like menstruation. We're uh, the most drawn in at that time. Our energy is at its lowest, and and but our sense of needing to pull away at the world, you know, away from the world, is at its strongest at that moment, which is akin to winter, where you know all the chi goes into the ground and the the, the earth just rests. You know, nothing is growing, and um, but there's all this wonderful reparation of the soil that's going on at the surface, and that's what's happening at menstruation. You're resting. It's like winter. You're resting, doing absolutely nothing. But bingo, suddenly you have all this chi in your system again and spring turns up, you know, like spring arrives in in the seasons of the year. The spring suddenly turns up out of nowhere. It always is a miracle to me when I see the green shoots appearing, you know, after the barrenness of winter. And it's always a miracle to me when after like my bleed, I suddenly realize like, oh, I just want to like... I want to get on with things. I've got this drive and this, and and I feel like I feel so energized and motivated and 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 sexy and turned on and I'm just like I'm really up for it. and it's just it's like a light switch suddenly I'm on and you know, suddenly life is back and it's, it's just like that burst of spring and it's poof. <laughs> yeah, and then of course you come up to the top of the cycle of ovulation. And women, you know, generally say this is where they feel the most kind of magnetic. They have, we have the most energy. We're most in the flow of our lives. We can be, you know, all things to all people. We feel the most sociable and outward and outgoing. We really want to connect, you know, with others. And it's just like that summer energy. It's like high summer and we're all out, you know, partying and, you know, having a good old time. (laughs) Life will go on forever. (laughs) And then suddenly, you know, the sea, just like the seasons of the year changing, you know, how the days suddenly get shorter and you suddenly feel that nip in the, the end, the, the quality of air change, the quality of the light changes. I, mm. It's so distinctive, isn't it? When you mm. just in September, you know, it may still be a little bit warm and the days are still longish, mm. but you know it's different. You yeah, feel the autumn energy coming in and it brings in a different quality. Well, there's the same kind of energy going on, you know, in our spirit when we cross from ovulation into the premenstrual you'll notice a kind of wobble you know a sort of um it, people experience this differently but from the summer which tends to feel quite um you feel kind of quite together and quite capable and like you're on top of things that doubt doubt starts to creep in or you have a sort of wobble in your system or or just you feel a bit more closed in or more irritable you know you'll be more edgy somehow yes, I was gonna say there's more edge there's I more to, edge I remember it so well <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like I went down a gear I literally mm-hmm. felt like I had engaged a deeper yeah, gear and actually I used to feel suddenly more oomph in my system more grounded and more yeah grounded. And suddenly a focus. And that's like, it. Once you've come into the yes. autumn, the crossing over is a bit like, and then yes. once you're in, it's like you're in this low gear and there's yeah. this lovely kind of low chug grit yeah. in the system. <laughs> I, I agree. I, 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 I sometimes feel just an incredible focus in the autumn, but it's very discerning. You know, it's very, it, there's a quality of um, not wanting to mess about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I reckon people listening now who have never practiced 
charting their cycles before are going to be listening to this thinking I want to feel like this I want all these things so can we take it back to basics a little bit for anyone who's never charted their cycle mm-hmm. um, or never done anything like this before and explain how can they reach this state that you ladies are telling us that you have found in your cycles and how what how do we chart our cycles and I also just wanted to add in as well like how would you suggest um, explaining this to because I have a daughter as well like explaining this concept for the first time oh yeah time. but that's a that's a yeah that's of, huge yeah let's get onto that also definitely yeah, if you don't okay <laughs> right, so let, let's go with your question first Lauren um so I think I should just start by saying at this point one one way to completely mess this whole thing up for yourself is to walk away from having listened to this podcast or having read our book wild power and to think now that you've kind of got to try to achieve this experience that we've described okay because that's going to do the exact opposite (laughs) of what cycle awareness does so what we're describing is a kind of archetypal potential uh, and it's going to be really it's going to be different for each person and also it's going to take time for you to build a relationship with each of these seasons and to really um, discover and unfurl these capacities in yourself so um so begin wherever you are is what I want to say and uh, drop drop your kind of um idea of how it should be and and just start you know whatever day you are in your cycle work it out now you know day one first day of bleeding and get yourself a notebook and I mean you can do it on an app but it's quite nice writing it down each day at the end of the day, just write down what day of your cycle you're on. And through the day, just kind of check in with yourself and just notice your mood, your energy, like how your mind's working, what sort of repetitive thoughts you're having or where your focus is, you know, these kinds of things. Just really be mindful and take stock of your tendencies and how you are, what you're feeling like doing, whether you can do it or not. And at the end of the day, you might want to write down a few words, you could do a bit more, but keep it simple for yourself. A few key words that capture the essence of what your day has been like. Um, And then as much as possible, where you can, try to give yourself permission to go with whatever you're feeling on any particular day. You know, so if you are feeling lazy one day, let yourself off the hook a little bit. Let yourself be a bit more lazy, you know, cut corners, skive off, you know, fake it, pretend, you know, put, just <laughs> shove the clothes under the bed and pull the kind of duvet down and, you know, ignore it for a while, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Tell Tilly. Tilly, you can teach us a thing or two here, okay? So, the, just the, you know, the cutting corners thing is very valid and very necessary. Um, and do that, chart your cycle and write it down. And then um, keep doing it for at least three months to kind of look back and go, notice the pattern. And that's when you'll start to see how these seasons are showing up for you. You'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's really, that was when I was in the sort of spring. And oh, I see day 11. That's always the day where I think to hell with it. I'm going to, you know, take a risk and, you know, I don't know, do a Facebook live or something. It seems to be the day where you kind of step out of yourself. I always remember a friend of mine, Shani, Day 25 was uh, a don't mess with me day. And she'd say yeah. it to her children. She'd say, it's day 25. Don't mess with me, <laughs> mess with me today. 
you yeah. don't want to you don't want to cross my path today <laughs> so it's important to note that it's not just charting things that are directly related to your bleed or to your period it's about or, or you know I am ovulating today it's about charting anything that's going on so that you can find the pattern exactly it's charting your emotions your mood your energy levels your sexual energy sexual energy and even dreams dreams are so useful you'll see a pattern there as well it's very interesting Mm. um and and you know even just what sorts of things happen that day because you'll just discover similar it's like oh got into an argument with my partner same time every month you know Mm. so you can just avoid each other on that day. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's more of aware. He says to me, he knows more than when my period's coming than I ever do. Because ah, I haven't. There done. are many men on this planet. <laughs> they, it's called it's called self preservation. <laughs> they 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 pay attention because they know their life depends. Yeah, on this. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pop fools. My my a lovely friend of mine, Andy, also used to say to me about his wife, Debbie, and I'm sure they won't mind me sharing this, but um, he also used to say, it's not that she thinks that she's right. Uh, she is right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's one of the autumn powers is, you yeah, know, we yeah, are yeah. so right. We are so, right. so right. Uh, you, you do have a chart um, that is downloadable on your website. I know that because I've downloaded it. Which that's is- right. Probably women can just get a journal and you can just get a journal and do it in a notebook. And we do have that menstrual chart, which you can find on our website, or you can uh, contact Red School and we can send it to you. And that's a way it's that's the sort of it's all on one page and it's a place to write sort of keywords so you can kind of get the full picture on one page, which is very helpful mm, yeah. to do and to look back. Um, but yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna, I said, you know, charge a cycle you know, for three months, see the pattern. And I'm just going to, while I'm here, take it one step further. Why not? Always know what day of your cycle you're on. Just make it a way of life for you because as a woman, it really matters, you know, and in terms of your relationship, your family life, your business life, if you know what day of your cycle you're on, you can really capitalize on that you know it's 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 just one of those pieces of information you just don't want to go without um and you were talking about how you know in your work relationship how helpful it is for you to to share this and alexandra you know our red school you know our business and 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 the work we're doing in the world um we really use cycle awareness to um to be effective and yeah, you know we, we absolutely run on cyclical consciousness we absolutely run it because we know it's the most sustainable potent and effective you know way of being in the world so um you know and sorry just one last thought i'm on a on a rampage here right <laughs> uh, lauren you said about um you know tricky when other people are not so conscious of the cycle um what we need to remember is um it's true. A lot of people, this hasn't been brought to people's attention, but the moment you start talking about it, it's so relatable because we all experience it. And it isn't such a leap for people to start understanding when you talk about, Oh, I'm in my inner spring. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know what that means. Because we've all had that experience. And then when you pay attention, you really notice it more and more strongly. So, you know, take a risk, start telling your 
husband, start telling your children, start telling the people you work with. And they might not get it, but eventually they will. They'll catch up and you can just throw in little bits of information here and there to say, oh yeah, in the spring, got lots of energy, throw anything at me. I can do it all. I can take on the world today. I can, you know, what have you got? Or I'm in my autumn. Don't talk to me today. Just leave me alone. I'm going to get on with it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, take a risk and start talking about it with people. Alexandra, can I ask how it works then when you've reached menopause or when you're post-menopause in terms of so (laughs) for a a few things, because I think we we do have a lot of women listening who are either coming up to that age or are at that age. Um, So in terms of where are you still on a cycle, but also what's the best way to manage coming into uh, menopause because I know that a lot of women feel very strongly about not going down the HRT route and obviously a lot of our listeners are very much more on the kind of you know wanting to do things the natural way um, I suppose understanding your cycle can help you in the lead up to that maybe you can shed some- um, firstly this is a huge topic and so I will just say just one or two brief things um, because it's menopause is its own conversation yeah. right? it's massive um, but I want to say for all those women who are in their 40s now listening to this and, you know, menopause may have suddenly sort of popped up on the far horizon. You're not in menopause yet, but suddenly you might be thinking about it. Um, cycle awareness does prepare you for menopause because you're connected to yourself. You're getting to know yourself, all the things we've been saying. And this is the kind of preparation you need when you turn up at menopause, this kind of radical self-care. Because menopause is many things, but one thing is that women are exhausted when they turn up at menopause and a lot of the symptoms are connected to that exhaustion. Um, but also um, there is a whole sort of psychological and spiritual dynamic that goes on at menopause, which is really too huge to speak about now because um, the cycle stops, your menstrual cycle stops, it's a death. That's the point. It's the ending of your your menstrual cycle years. And you're sort of, in a way, almost bereft for a while um, because, it, you know, whether you liked it or not, it was a feature in your life, you know. And, and then suddenly it's gone and you're sort of flailing around. And um, that's as it should be, you know. It's it, The point is you, you've come to the end and you're now going to have a new conversation with yourself and with life post-menopause, but you've got to get through this transition. You've got to go through a death and a rebirth process. And we actually do run workshops uh, on this exploring you know the the dynamic that women go through and give them very clear instructions about the stages of that and how to care for themselves through it and an so, online course on that and, well. and we have a big online course as well that explains that but postmenopause you see i of course there's no menstrual cycle now i'm not governed by that at all but i am very conscious of uh, cyclical life in all its guises so the rhythm of the day i know where i'm energized in the day where my energy is low in the day and when to push and when not to push. I'm very conscious of the moon phases because they do affect me in subtle ways, not very strongly, but they do. And it's like a container for me. It's quite nice. So dark moon is equivalent to menstruation. You know, it's the internal time. Full moon is like, you know, high summer ovulation. (laughs) And I can be, I have to be quite, I have to be careful not to eat too, to eat chocolate at full moon. (laughs) (laughs) I get way too high. (laughs) Chocolate sends me off. Um, So I, I enjoy that rhythm and I enjoy 
and so I'm very conscious of the need for activity and rest. You know, if I've really focused strongly, I need to walk away at the end of the day and not keep pushing things. I have to drop and give myself emptiness and spaciousness. So cyclical life is implicit in me in all ways. And it is the bedrock of how I you know, continue to live and do business. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You don't use that after menopause. That's great to know. Mm. Um, it's good. It's very, <laughs> menopause is great. It's freedom country, post-menopause, freedom country. <laughs> Should we go back to what we were saying about our daughters? And, and you know, Tilly's got 14-year-old daughter. So, you know, how, how can, what's the best way oh, to Oh, yeah. Prepare? I mean, do you think that you do, you just start talking about your own experience with it or you, do I say, read this mm. book? Or, you know, what would you recommend for a young young girls at the beginning of this journey yeah I do think um I think your awareness of your own cycle and you bringing that into conversation and them seeing how you treat yourself you know through the different phases of your cycle is going to be one it's going to be a transmission that's going to be one of your strongest ways of of you know modeling something for them which isn't really modeled in the world so that's a, such a strong and powerful influence you can bring to them is to really help them to see how you respect your changing needs. Um, and so that can just be very casual in conversation. You know, I, I for example, even with my eight-year-old, I'll be like, no, you know, today we're not, I, I don't want to go out and visit friends or whatever. I'm in my inner winter. I want to, I want a day at home on the sofa. Like, can we have a pajama day? I want it to be quiet and chilled. So I'm really bringing them into my rhythm. So obviously they're not uh, cycling yet. And they're learning about cyclical life through me. You know, I'm, I'm setting the rhythm for our family. Um, so that's a very beautiful way from a very young age that they can just get used to that, that there's an ebb and a flow to yeah. family life where you're more in and more quiet. And then times where you're more out, and more active. And I think, you know, our children's nervous systems benefit from that hugely because, you know, I think there's just so much going on in the world for kids today. It's like yeah. to give them that retreat time by, by bringing them into your cycle is a, just such a, a gift. Um, and then with, you know, older girls, um, you know, your teenage daughters, I, I was actually thinking, because I have this amazing um, clock, I think it's called the Women's Wisdom Dial, it was created by Samjana Moon. And it's a clock that shows where you are in your menstrual cycle. And it also shows where the moon phases are. And, you know, if you have something like that, and it doesn't have to be a clock, it could actually just be a chart and you put it somewhere where your whole family can see it. Uh, so for example, in my bathroom, we have a little dot that moves around to show where I'm in my cycle. So they can see that. Then your family will just know where you are in your cycle. So there's a whole other level of learning going on there for them. Mm -hmm. But with, with teenage daughters, I would introduce them very simply to the concept of the inner seasons, you know, get them just to chart their cycle each day, what day they're on. And, and even just one word for how they are, you know, you get one of those charts and they could fill it in. Um, their cycles might be more erratic and irregular when they start bleeding. And so then the pattern might shift and change. And that's cool. You're just wanting them to start to notice that. Um, and the power that comes from them being able to predict when they're going to bleed, to know when to expect it, to know that it's okay to rest, to give them permission if they want to, you know, be off school or whatever the case might be, just to kind of make that 
the new normal yeah. I think amazing yeah. amazing and also I think because I, I know you ladies talk about things like menstrual cups I am the world's biggest fan of the menstrual cup <laughs> um and since kind of learning about how toxic tampons can be and maybe also just teaching our daughters about um well, I think anything that teaches them about the more healthy options as opposed mm. to the conventional, more toxic options helps them to honour their bodies more by understanding, you know, that doing yeah. what's best for their bodies is going to benefit them. So talking through those things, making those things normal, having menstrual cups and exactly. uh, you know, stuff like that. Well, also just we can you can frame that too within the environmental conversation because so many young people are so switched on now about yeah. the environment. And so reusables are just a no-brainer and the moment you start using reusables you actually it's quite interesting you have to take responsibility for your bleeding you can't just throw the thing away and um that in itself changes your relationship to the cycle Mm. it's really fascinating yeah really does i want to just throw in as well for those who don't know it um period pants are also I think you know I I never I I reckon young kids you know young girls would love that as well you know if not the moon cup period pants are brilliant they are so cool what is that a period pant um you get all sorts of different brands but um essentially they are regular knickers Mm. that have a lining in them that catches the blood that you then wash and you know exactly and they are comfortable they look good you get funky patterns i mean for and young you girls they get organic cotton all sorts of different styles cuts they are very cool yeah. it's what i would have wanted as a teenager yeah Good idea. Okay. Yeah, so nice to have these options. This is what I what I meant before when I was saying about feeling just very excited about having a daughter and being able to kind of impart mm-hmm. this onto her because mm-hmm. it's just exciting to be able, as opposed to when we probably got our periods. And although my mum is very open and I grew up in a household where you know things like this were weren't taboo, mm-hmm. it was still okay. You've got your period. Great. Move on. Yeah. Was, yeah. Like my mum even said yesterday. Oh, because I was talking to my sister about that we were going to be doing this podcast and. And we were just talking about periods and my mum said, gosh, we never, nobody ever used to talk about it. No, exactly. She's nearly 17, my mum. So she was like, yeah, amazing you guys are even having this. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Can I just throw in one more thought as you're saying that? I was thinking, you know, for young girls, it's true, you know, they kind of get their period and then they might at least get taught the practical stuff. But what we're really wanting young girls to know and learn is body literacy to get to know their cycle. So, you know, actually teaching them about how to chart their fertility signs. So fertility awareness, which is really tracking the changes in your cervix, changes in your mucus, these kinds of things at body literacy level. So Alexandra and I have really been talking about the psychological, emotional, spiritual layer of the cycle. But I think for young girls to really come in learning the body knowledge of it, um, and you can learn about the fertility awareness method. There's lots of good information out there and lots of good books. That would be a really good way because it's very practical and it's very empowering to be able to read your body like that actually we were saying that yesterday that obviously some people take the pill and some people do the coils which stops your period altogether yeah. so yeah. that so must then, really mess up the, yeah, the psychical you, don't, you aren't able to observe your body or anything yeah because that's what you know with me I turned 16 and my periods were really really heavy and I got put on the pill and it was just and then there was just these years of kind of absolutely no awareness of my body mm. so I suppose just by 
teaching that awareness to our children. We're giving them power. And also through doing that, that gives them a, 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 a good kind of opportunity to understand themselves sexually. Exactly. Where their limitations lie, you know, how they actually feel about that. Exactly. To get to know their body. Exactly. And they're learning this incredible skill of listening and responding to their own body, which is just, you know, it's a life skill. I mean, we all need it, you know, in such a big way. So it's going to be good for all families, everybody in the family. So before we wrap up, because we've covered so much and we're so grateful um, for all of this. um, What are the what what kind of message would you send everyone away with and where can they find you and all your courses? Oh, what message do I want women to go away with from this? Which is, I want them to trust their menstrual cycle because the moment they start to wake up to cycle awareness, they're going to feel this whole new relationship with themselves that is very, very liberating. It's like... What's that? <laughs> that is it, and that's it, and it's essence. It's just a game changer for yeah. everything, for your health, for your sense of yourself, and how you do business in the world, and what you're about. What you you get such clarity about who you are and what you're here to do. It's it's yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. And to say something about um, what we have coming up and. Ah, yes. We've got lots of juicy things coming up. We do. Um, So you can find us via our website, which is redschool.net. And all our online courses are at redschoolonline.net. And the thing we have coming up, which is, would be along with reading our book, Wild Power, I would say if you really are wanting to uh, be guided into a deeper relationship with your cycle where we unpack in great depth the the each of the inner seasons and how to cultivate a wholesome relationship with these different phases of the cycle we have our wild power live online immersion starting in february i got that email wow yes (laughs) so that is a six seven week actually seven week uh online course and um we we have a few hundred women already geared up for it. We, this is our third, or this is our third year of doing it. Alex? I think it's our third year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's such a rich community of people who are really living and loving their cycle, and we learn so much from each other. And the stories that people share are so illuminating. And um, honestly, we've had such incredible testimonials. Your life will not be the same again. <laughs> I know that's a catchphrase, but. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's yeah. true. You know, well, thank you. So people, much. people change careers and all kinds of things really? as a result of they this. do. So, yes, yeah, it's truly, hilarious. Truly, um, yeah, really gets people on track with their calling and what mm. they're here to do, and and they and really gets people connected with their own authority um, and creative capacity, which is very exciting. Yeah, harnessing all the harnessing all your powers, basically. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for sharing with us. You've You're very welcome. It's been a, been a total honor. pleasure. Good honor. <laughs> oh, Thank um, you. Do you, we, so at the end of every um, episode, we just do the little thing about what we're into this week. Mm-hmm. And 
we'd love you to share. It doesn't have to be about menstruation. It could be about anything. Really. Yeah, anything. <laughs> no, it's natural, natural health in any sort of way. Okay, I will share the thing that I am totally into, and I have been since September actually, and. Every day, it's a bit of an edge to do. Oh it. no, you're going to say the thing I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. That's exactly what we, I was going to say. We are, well, yeah, Old I am showers. completely sold on this, even though every day I go, oh, and that is cold showers. Yeah. I have not had a hot shower since September. Oh or, and even my heating went off over the weekend. You know, for some reason, the boiler went on the blink. And um, fortunately, it wasn't too cold outside. But man, I did not, I did not waver every morning wow. in that cold shower. And I can have a bad night's sleep or wake up feeling grumpy or whatever it is. And I get in that shower and I come out feeling like a million dollars. It does something to the nervous system. It does. It does everything. We've actually got um, an amazing guy called Tony Riddle. He's uh, the natural lifestylist on yeah. Instagram. Uh, coming on the show in a few weeks, and he does ice baths, and he goes um, open open water swimming. Do you know, but that's what I was going to share on my thing that I'm into this week because I went wild swimming yesterday. Did you? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I went and swam in my friend's lake, and it's eight degrees. Oh and my god! Yeah, and only it's fabulous, brilliant mm. all day. Afterwards. And do you know what? I know it's so good for you. I know. Yeah. I- I'm such a cold person. I can't bring myself to do it. It just pumps your gets. Um, I, I was too, Lauren. I was too. Yeah, but, I know, yeah. Can you send so, yeah. a hot shower and then what I do, I have a hot shower, then put it on freezing cold. And no, then, you go straight no, into the cold. No, no, no. <laughs> just you've got to go for it. <laughs> it's a real act of discipline and kind of, you know, commitment, but it's so worth it because the Though I just know how I'm going to feel afterwards, yeah. and it is, I feel evangelical about it. I can't believe mm-hmm. what it's done for my health and my yeah, feeling of joy. Lake. Yeah, and, and for me, yesterday going in that the cold lake, I'm going to go back again because yeah. I felt so strong all day afterwards. Mm. I'm really yeah. awake, extraordinary, and massive detox. I even felt last night like my muscles were hurting mm. like I'd done loads of exercise mm-hmm. just because I'd had to swim in the wow. freezing oh cold. So low, I'm going to push you. Yeah, no, it's going to make me upset. <laughs> That's not the thing you're into as well, Shani. Well, that was what I was going to say because I thought Alexandra was going to say something different, but I will throw in something else, which okay. is sort of along similar themes, which I have been enjoying recently. I live in Worthing on the South Coast and in Brighton, they've set up the most magnificent, oh, I don't actually want to promote it because I don't want yeah. other people to do it because I love it so much, uh, a beach bar sauna and oh, wow. oh and I go to these women's saunas there you sauna and then you swim in the sea yeah. oh, wow. that and the contrast and they've also got a cold dipping pool there and the oh. contrast between those two things for me that is a good night out I <laughs> feel like when I've spent an evening in that sauna and in that yeah. sea with those women like I have had the Best night out is so good. Because so my friend, um, where I went yesterday at her lake, she has a sauna, a wood fired sauna. So, so you go good. In the lake, and then you go and sit in the sauna, mm, and then you like get back it. in the lake. <gasps> Let me tell you, my fantasy house has a sauna and a 
you and know, in, in a in nice cold shower. Yeah, yeah. And a, a river. Let's make it a river. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of work to do yeah, here, yeah. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So that's on Brighton. That's so good. We should go. I know. Uh, so, don't go. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's already fully booked. I can never get in. We're <laughs> yeah. too far away. We won't come down. Are you in Italy? I'm in. Yeah. I thought it was what I was going to say. The lake, the cold oh, water swimming. Wow. Yeah. Not How even funny is that? that? I know. That's so funny that all three of you have got this in mind. Is nowhere near on that. Okay, well, you shut yours because I've talked about mine. What's yours? Okay, well, I so I've been on the lookout for ages for a very good, reliable source of raw milk products mm. um, and true organic farming. And I have found this amazing farmer in Cheshire who I've never spoken to such so a farmer who's so passionate about farming um, and the stuff he knew about farming and about how to to care for the animals and the soil. Um, I was totally Beautiful. blown away by him and he's made himself almost bankrupt in trying to just keep to, cause he refuses to compromise on the standards for his animals and also for the health ramifications of the people eating the products. Um, and yes, yeah, so I finally found this amazing proper organic raw unpasteurized butter and it's simply amazing. What's so, his name? What is it called? The it's brand? called um, uh, realrawmilk.com and I would highly recommend everyone um, if you're into raw milk products, which I would recommend if you're not vegan, because they they've just for the fat soluble vitamins and the the minerals that they do offer. Um, so how did you buy like that? How did you? Mm. I did, he delivers it. Do they deliver it. Okay. Yeah. So I I did a bulk buy and oh. and I was I fr- I freeze lots of it and um, just to be able to give the kids this kind of organic raw pasteurized real real butter from cows that are eating soil. I mean, even the way that this guy has cultivated the soil so that the cows are eating the grasses. So, yeah, so that's what I'm into this week. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. Thank, thank you so much, ladies. We've so That's enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very much. We've got mm. so much to teach, and I really hope that lots of people listen to this episode and take away um your message, which you've shared with us. With us. How um, can you not? It's incredible, and it's mm. like, and like you said, it's so simple, and it makes so much sense already because you yeah. all sort of subconsciously know all this stuff, don't we? Yeah. It's yeah. like. Oh, okay. It's very makes it very clear. Yeah. So thank yeah. you, thank you very much. Very welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay then. Bye-bye. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthy Happy Home. We're so grateful to every single one of you who chooses to press play. Please connect with us over on Instagram at Healthy Happy Home Podcast. We have a heap of amazing giveaways and discounts. And remember to use the hashtag Elevation Nation. And if you enjoy our show, why not tell your fellow elevators about us or people who you think could benefit from each episode message. Rating, reviewing and subscribing to Healthy Happy Home will also help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. Thank you to Mega Home Water Distillers for sponsoring this season of Healthy Happy Home. Head over to megahome-distillers.co.uk to learn more about the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller on the market and to benefit from a 5% discount as a listener of Healthy Happy Home by using the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Megahome.